0: Hey guys, welcome back to Ray of Light TV. I'm so glad that you guys decided to join me for another episode of Soul Care Sunday. This week, I wanted to take a breather from our discussion on therapy to talk about another issue that affects people all over the world every day. Today, I wanted to lead an informal discussion on S.A.D. or what is more commonly known as social anxiety disorder. So please sit back. Relax and allow yourself to be completely present for today's discussion. Social anxiety is a chronic mental health condition in which social interactions cause irrational anxiety. So, we have our basic formula social engagement plus a predisposition for anxiety, worry, etc., which causes fear. These symptoms can show up in the body as psychological and physiological responses. These symptoms include excess worry, trouble talking, fear of engagement with others, or meeting new people. Nausea, sweaty palms, and rapid heartbeat are included by the fear of being judged by others, fear of offending others, or an intense concern with others' perception about you. It is described as self-consciousness on steroids. When dealing with SAD, social interactions take your focus They make you feel uncomfortable, and they make you feel awkward when interacting or engaging with others in a social setting. I believe that it is extremely important to note that social anxiety is caused from interactions in social settings and to describe how social anxiety differs from introversion. A socially anxious person does not have to be an introvert, and an introvert does not have to be socially anxious. What differentiates one from another is desire. A socially anxious person may be someone who enjoys others and has a desire to go out and be with friends, but because of their psychological predisposition to anxiety or anxiousness, they will refrain because of discomfort or fear. Now, if you're like me, someone who is introverted and extroverted, you may bounce between the two. You may enjoy being alone and can only process and recharge alone, but you are also fed by the energy of others. COVID definitely plays a part in it, but it's important to know that that's all okay. If you are an introvert, extrovert, in between or on the spectrum, it's okay. It doesn't speak to you as a person as much as it speaks to the way your brain processes certain situations depending on the time of year, time of day, etc. It's all good. Okay, so now, as I was creating this podcast, I thought to myself, how could I help a person dealing with intense social anxiety to manage this raging self-consciousness and need to be affirmed through their environment? And I came up with two ideas that I have been practicing and have certified myself. So tip one is vocalization. Open up your mouth and ask. Put your fears to rest by vocalizing them. What I've learned is that social anxiety feeds on the presence of the unknown. It creates ridiculous, intrusive scenarios about what a person may be thinking on you based on your performance in their presence. You can put this worry to rest by simply asking. You can experience symptoms of rumination, which are intrusive or repetitive thoughts about something that usually has occurred in the past. Things like what you could have done better, how others thought about something you said, do they think I'm dumb, do they think I'm okay, did her facial expression indicate that she really thinks I'm weird and maybe doesn't want to hang out with me anymore? This is a common symptom of anxiety. Simply asking these questions can put a stop to the unnecessary rumination that occurs in our mind when we do not have a direct answer to our uncertainty. Just ask, and if you can't do it anywhere or everywhere, start small. Tip number two, do it afraid. The do it afraid model is something that I came up with while experiencing a severe bout of social anxiety. I exposed myself to numerous anxiety-provoking stimuli, and what I was teaching my brain was that although the fear, anxiety, and physiological responses were real, the danger indeed was not. This model is so important in shifting our relationship to social anxiety because anxiety really will make you think that a danger is present. And this fear cripples you from engaging with others, going out, and engaging in a thriving life. This tool is so powerful. And finally, tip number three it is not a performance. A quote by French writer François de la Rochefoucauld said, Nothing so much our, prevents our being natural as much as the desire to seem so. We do not have to seem natural for anybody else. We can be comfortable in who we are and that is enough. I'm going to introduce you guys to an approach that my therapist taught me about that has revolutionized my battle with anxiety and it is called the paradoxical approach. Many people think that we have to work overtime to be, or get rid of negative emotions, thoughts, or feelings, and that is the exact opposite. We can't outwork our brain. We have to learn to put the oars down and just flow. And I know that telling a person with anxiety to do that may seem ridiculous because we want more than anything just to be. But we're always thinking overtime on what that means, and this does not help. The paradoxical approach affirms that the less we are trying to be, the more we are naturally engaging in the being. Breathe, slow down, and calm yourself. You can do it. And if you can't right now, reaffirm yourself that you just can't do it yet. But with more practice, you will be a master. I am a living, breathing testament to God's grace in the struggle with mental health. It gets better. And I'm always walking around reaffirming myself in this. And it works out exactly as I believe it to. I took my scripture text from today from Proverbs 29 and 25, which says that fear is a snare. It is something that traps us and cripples us from being the fullness of who God called us to be. And this scripture was so revolutionary to my battle with anxiety because it reassures me that I can release my fears to God. And because I do that, I will always be kept safe. It doesn't mean that my fears will magically disappear or I will all of a sudden stop being anxious. That's why therapy helps me. But the scriptures are my confidence. Anxious minds need words of reassurance daily. It's so personal for us. We need to be reassured that we are doing enough, doing the right thing, and are okay. And so it's so beautiful to know that we serve a God who is so understanding of what we're going through, doesn't judge us, and is so compassionate, like even beyond what we could ever comprehend. Imagine the most beautiful thing and multiply it by like a billion, and that still probably wouldn't even compare. He loves us so much and is so understanding of everything that we go through. That's why the word is my confidence and the Lord is my strong tower. I can always cash in his word no matter how fearful I am and replace my yoke of fear with God's truth of love and protection for my life. And I depend on that. This is why it is so important to have a real relationship with God. And know his character for yourself That when so that when situations arise that are uncomfortable, your first judgment is not to question God or his character. Some things are just psychological. Some things we're just born with. But we can lean on his word and therapy to help us day in and day out. So thank you guys so much for joining me. Love you guys and see y'all next week.